what is one hobby you had as a kid that either feels totally foreign to you now or something that you really wouldn't like to spend time doing now? Could you give me an example? I can give you my answer. Sure. I, uh, as a kid, uh, played piano and guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the laugh means (laughs) foreign concept. I don't know if I'd so much dislike doing it now. I think that um, there was a lot with like my dyslexia that made reading the the musical notes hard. Mm. I could do tabs on a guitar, but I couldn't do like read sheet music. Sure. And I really don't have a good sense of rhythm. And so I think I was starting off on a really hard place with both of those things. And I think they yeah. were good for me to engage in at the time. Yeah. I don't know if I'd spend time with it. And I don't know how much I'd enjoy trying to improve in those things right now. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes when you say like, what's something that you did in your youth? My brain goes to six-year-old Brie. It's never teenage Brie, which mm. that was a case of teenage Trevor. So No. Um, uh, piano was all through elementary school. And then uh, I think uh, guitar was only middle school. Okay. Sometimes I think just like the definition of hobby, like what makes a hobby a hobby is kind of what gets me stuck because I just think about like, well, how did I spend my time? Yeah. And the only things I could kind of come up with with regards to a hobby were like making bracelets, whether that was like with string or with beads. I remember doing a lot of temporary tattoos and I remember putting stickers on a lot of things. So, you know, friendship bracelets are coming back and I'm not mad about it. I like doing things with my hands. And so I think I could see myself even now like making some string bracelets, probably not bead bracelets. I did make a few bead bracelets with my Bible study and at least the ones that like said words I'm not about wearing, which I know like with the era's tour and everything with like Taylor Swift, like Lots of people are making those now, but that's just not the vibe for me. <laughs> but I like the ones that are just like colored beads, not the ones with words. But I like being able to make patterns with string. And there was a time where like hemp was the thing. Like you would make chokers with hemp. Chokers with hemp? Yeah, man. Where the twisty ones or even just like the straight across ones or necklaces. Huh. They could be necklaces too. They didn't have to be like tied around your neck or bracelets. But I made those all the time. And what's silly about that is it's helpful to have, um, you know, like a tight tether at the top of it so that you have enough where you can use a lot of strength to, to tighten all the things. And so what I would do is I would make a loop on it and I would safety pin it to my parents' carpet. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would make the bracelet and, and never actually damage the carpet. But yeah, I, that's my story with bracelets. It kind of sounds like you answered my question with the opposite of that question. That I would still do that hobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't do temporary tattoos as frequently. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> or put stickers on everything. Yeah, that's mostly our daughter. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not in that stage of life anymore. So there, I answered it. <laughs> okay, great. I don't know if there are any hobbies as a kid that I like don't do anymore. Because mm-hmm. most of it was like I would play some video games. I would play board games. I played a lot of Monopoly against myself. Because my siblings wouldn't play with me. You probably wouldn't do that today. I don't know. There's a lot of board games that are designed for solo play. Yeah, like, but not play, Monopoly. I wouldn't play Monopoly. But that was like the only game we had on our shelf sure. that was possible to play by yourself. And so I think that's why I played it. Listening to music and coloring. 
Mm. I don't do that often, but I but would you like it probably you do. do that. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's your newest hobby? Newest hobby? Yeah. Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I guess that counts. I don't. I don't know. When you, for some reason, I wouldn't necessarily consider video games as a hobby. Oh, but really? I guess that it could be. Because if you put video games in that category yeah. of hobby, then my answer would have to be watching Suits is my newest hobby. Okay, but why? And I don't know that I want to own watching TV as a hobby. <laughs> okay, then what? What is a hobby? Because it obvi- it's obvious that you have like a bias towards it. Of a hobby is something uh, to be esteemed, right? Because you're talking about how Suits to you doesn't feel like it's a high enough esteem. Well, to maybe. Count. Maybe video games can be a hobby with the definition that's coming to my mind, which I will elaborate on in just a moment. And maybe watching TV is not. So video games can be a hobby and watching TV is not. Here's my definition. It's an activity that you do with your hands. So making bracelets, crocheting, knitting, playing a video game, playing board games, like all those things you need your hands for. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm cheating. I looked up the the definition which is obviously just a start. It is an activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure, which I think I think. Well, and I just would add with hands. But I think if you consider things like singing or uh, I'm sure there's other instruments like they don't require your hands. Sure. It could be all sorts of stuff like storytelling. You don't. Huh. Use your hands. It might, but it's about what you do in your leisure time. I think for you, I'm hearing that a lot of hobbies, uh, in order for it to qualify as a hobby for you, they have to have some form of activity. So, like, I'm actively engaged in uh, doing something within a video game, whereas you are not actively engaged in making anything happen or doing anything with sure. TV. Yeah, um, I think also like a part of my definition just includes being creative. I'm noticing a lot of judgment towards hobbies for you because I think the base definition is really, really broad. Yeah. But for you, you're including it has to be something somewhat active and it has to be something creative. I know for me, it's hard. Uh, I had I was, you know, just in my internal monologue processing through. Is it productive or is Mm. it non-productive? Because growing up with places like Hobby Town USA or hobby shops where you like literally paint model trains yeah, you're accomplishing yeah. something you're doing something progressing but i think some of that is just a self-judgment of including some of my own personality bents my own um insecurities and adequacies and places of strength into what i do for pleasure in my leisure time so could hiking be a hobby Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, that's interesting because the whole idea behind this podcast was essentially what hobby could you do or would you do if you could make an occupation out of it? Mm -hmm. And for me, that doesn't feel like hiking would fit that. I guess if you were a YouTuber or something and you were like, like, how could you monetize on the hobby of hiking? It would be to like film along the way. But other than filming which I guess the hobby in that case would not necessarily be hiking, but it would be more of like filming or like videography. 
Well, I think, I mean, there's room for some fantasy in the conversation, but I also, when we were at cousin camp recently, had a conversation with Elizabeth and Naomi, who are Gen Z, even though Elizabeth is going to disagree with me on that. She was saying, or both of them were saying that they love listening to millennial podcasts because millennials have just found things that interest them and created whole podcasts on them. Sure. Right? <laughs> yeah. And and so I think there is an opportunity in our day and age that if there are things that interest us, we can do them and monetize them somehow. I think I, I would agree with a lot of people who think that like as soon as you start monetizing a hobby, it no longer becomes a hobby, especially by definition, like yeah. you're doing it in your leisure time for pleasure. Yeah. Um I but I think there's something really beautiful about leisurely and 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 enjoying something pleasurable um, that like there's certain things that I do as hobbies that I don't know if I could do as an occupation. Like if I had to work 40 hours a week, yeah, I don't know if I could do it that long. I think part of the hobby is that it's something that doesn't happen often. Sure. Well, here's my idea. Like as we are pondering this whole episode, I was like, I don't know that there's one hobby that I can come up with that I would consistently want to do and would want to monetize on. And I just thought of like, well, what if it doesn't have to be one hobby? What if it's just called Brie Produces? And whatever I make, I sell. <laughs> whatever I'm feeling that day, I sell. So like, if I feel like doing a painting by numbers, here you go, people, purchase it. If I want to do your nails one day, come on in, I'll do them. What's like, really funny though Or is... like, <laughs> if I make a friendship bracelet, here you go, people, buy it. Brie Produces. <laughs> What's really funny though is I think you've totally nailed your hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> because you are you are somewhat a one-off hobbyist. Yeah, I'll do it like one time You'll and then I throw it, like, it away. You, well, you do it in like a burst, right? True. There's a few things that you have stayed consistent. Like nails have stayed consistent. Yeah. You do nails. I really often. do love doing nails. Um but I think that's part of like self-care, which is why it stayed sustainable. But like yeah. paint my numbers. You know, you've got like four of them and you've done two of them. Yeah. But haven't touched them for several years and we'll probably go back to them eventually. Yeah. But it's entirely based on when you want to. Right. Which is what I'm saying. It's like, uh, okay, I have finally finished this paint by numbers after 10 years. Who wants to buy it? So Bree's <laughs> hobbies, just to work backwards on the problem, Bree's hobbies are doing what she wants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when she wants, how she wants, and with who she wants. Right. I feel like it's maybe like a come along with me kind of thing of like yeah, if I if I wanted to go on a hike and film it or whatever, it would be a, like a I would monetize it in the way of come along with me, like yeah. just join me in whatever I'm doing, paddleboarding. But the question isn't so much like what what hobby would you want to monetize? It's if if I told you that you didn't have to worry about money or a job, you just had to treat a hobby more seriously where like that's the main focus like that's what i do 40 hours a week yeah is and, my and hobby maybe it doesn't have to be 40 hours but like you have to choose one of your hobbies that you think you could do for five years every single week for a considerable number of hours every week i stand by my brie produces yeah but that's such a cop out <laughs> but <laughs> you're saying you're saying i want to do what i want <laughs> well no but the thing is is that if that's the way that i make money uh-huh it would force me to actually choose something interesting each day and go forth and do it. Okay. So it's not like. So is your hobby exploration though? Then like maybe like just me trying different things. I suppose I don't know because I think again my brain can't unlatch from 
yeah, monetizing really it. stuck on monetizing. Yeah, I really am. So it's like if that really is my profession, if that is what I'm doing to get money, then I'm going to actively pursue trying new things. Right. And you're running into the problem of you have a drive that wouldn't be able to settle into. A yeah, hobby. I'm not. So my hobbies also have to be productive. <laughs> there's a few like I, I, I probably have just a couple answers for these, because if I think about it, like D&D, pretty easy to make into like an occupy. like I could do 40 hours planning sessions, creating things for session, things like, like it could fill the time pretty easily. Yeah. But something like video gaming, as much as it sounds really nice to play a video game eight hours a day, five days a week, sounds I don't really know tiring if I could do me. that. <laughs> like, I don't know if I could sustain that at all. Yeah. Um, I also think uh, reading, I know for a fact I couldn't read for, you know, five mm. hours a day, five days a week. Mm. I just couldn't maintain that pace. Yeah. And so I think it puts an odd light onto hobbies of, Sure, you enjoy doing it, but is some of the reason you enjoy doing it that you aren't doing it all excessively? The time. Yeah. Like, I think there's a rarity element that makes it more enjoyable because then it's like stealing away time to do the hobby. And would that change if you were told that's your job now? Which lends itself well to my method of a different thing are. every day. Cheating. <laughs> yeah. Cheating. <laughs> or or I pick a week and I do only that thing kind of. Like, okay. So what would you do next week? Let's see. Well, now I kind of want to finish my paint by numbers that I have. <laughs> and that takes a significant yeah, amount of time. But I can also do multiple hobbies at once. So, for example, like paint by numbers doesn't take any brain power. Yeah, and watch suits. No, it's not a hobby. It doesn't take your hands to do it. Um, but I could listen to an audiobook while I'm doing that. And so I could be reading at the but same time. Listening to an audiobook doesn't require your hands. No, but you just, well, okay, reading a book does. And an audiobook is just an extension of that. So, And a TV show is just an extension of that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> then never mind. I would invite people over to do paint by numbers with me uh, and converse with them. Yeah. So getting like community time and that hobby time. I'm trying to think of other ones. Yeah, it's just hard because I think that I don't like being locked down to anything. I think that's yeah. just a big, big character trait of mine of like, even when it comes to what I would even label as boxes, like the box of the Enneagram or the box of Myers-Briggs or whatever of like, this is all that you are and this is all that you're ever going to be good for. Just, and I, I do kind of have that perspective of it because I know that just because I identify most closely with a one on the Enneagram does not mean that I do not have the skills mm -hmm. of a two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I wonder if that leads into some of your hesitancy to consider suits a hobby of you don't want to be categorized as a person who watches oh, Brie TV. Just watches TV. Yeah, that's her only hobby. Yeah, no, I do feel that way. And also, I mean, like just like our favorites episode. Yeah. Like, I don't have favorites no. because I don't like. I just can't tie myself down to one thing. This is not all that Brie is. Brie is so much more than this tiny little box you're trying to shove her into. So aggressive. I'm passionate about this. <laughs> Who's People saying this stuff to you. <laughs> I think it's just more coming out in like questions of like, what do you identify as or like huh. when it comes to the Enneagram or whatever? And I'm like, well, 
I identify most closely as one, but that doesn't mean that I'm not capable of all the other things. Yeah. I can actually do anything that I put my mind to, and I need you to know that I'm capable. So what's another hobby that's maybe outside of gaming, because that's where yours have mm-hmm. e- list, like have existed so far. What's a hobby outside of gaming that you would do? Yeah, I think, I mean, I've ruined this by making it monetized, but I would say videography and production mm. is part of that, like producing podcasts, producing videos and trainings and things like that. Very hobby. And I think some of the reason why it felt leisurely and pleasurable was that it was a chance for me to be alone and Mm. to have control over a project and to experiment with things and then to um, like get new equipment with some of the money and to play with new toys. And what would you film if it was more on the hobby side and less of the money side? Uh, So my men's group uh, almost every week, we end up coming up with some sort of TV show pitch or movie pitch like one of our first ones was like a, a Kirk Cameron who was in Left Behind and Kevin Sorba, who is Hercules back in the day, doing a, a show. I think it was based on like uh, the Angel in Blue Jeans with Michael, what's his name, who is Pa from Little House on the Prairie. Um, and we had like this whole plot line on how we would do it and what the interactions would look like and how we'd contact them to pitch the idea to them and blah, blah, blah. So I, I mean, if I had uh, in a fantasy world, the ability to do that, I would just make my men's group uh, like have a spinoff meeting every week where we come up with a TV show or something. And then we start producing it and then I just let it go and get to watch it afterwards. Uh, that would be awesome. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that that was like the intent of today's like podcast. Mm-hmm. And I just don't have it, something like that that I'm as passionate about as you are. <laughs> okay, so if I said I'm going to pay your annual wage, uh, but you have to give me one activity that you haven't done already as a uh, hobby, and you have to do it for at least a month, and then I'll give you something else, what would it be? Power washing. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Fair. That's <laughs> really good. I love the satisfaction of getting something clean, whether it's like rugs or like or concrete. Something that is actually a profession. I know, but but at the same time, like, what are the videos that I get caught on watching, like on Facebook uh-huh. or or Instagram or just shorts or whatever? And it's literally people power washing stuff. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. And I find like it's just uh, it's pleasurable. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like work to me. Yeah. So what about you? I think this might be cheating just a little bit because one of them I do. Travel photography. Okay. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. And that's like an as occupation. As long as you could take me with you. But the idea would be like to travel diff- different places and to be able to like just sit leisurely with the process of getting shots, go on my own into a place climb to a spot, take a picture and like be able to do that leisurely sounds awesome. Yeah, you have to travel with me. But then I just get to sit on a beach and read and while you go do your job. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. What yeah. was your other one? No, that was well the photography is something that I do, so I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. So it's the travel part. Yeah, the travel part, like traveling. Well, what what would you do if it was actually something you had never tried before. So it can't be something that you have the skills for already. Yeah. I would maybe it would be cooking. Huh. 
Like maybe that would be it. Like if I if I didn't have to worry about the cost of ingredients or having to make something that other people are going to enjoy, I, it's just about me enjoying it. And it's just about the process of making things and learning new recipes and trying new foods and all of that. I think yeah. that would be really fun. Yeah, that's good. But it definitely wouldn't be like I'm a chef for someone or for a kitchen or right. anything. It would be like just me cooking. Yeah. And then invite, and then kind of like how I do with board games. Like just invite people like, into Hey, it. this is what we're doing. If you want to come, great. Otherwise, yeah. go away. Yep. My thought for this question, or rather answer for this question, uh, is like home remodeling. Oh, interesting. So it's definitely a skill that I would have to learn. And, or maybe like I would love to get paid to fix my own house uh-huh. and learn how to do that. But like without the stress of like I'm avoiding a job so that I can fix this hole in my wall yeah. kind of thing. But rather fixing the hole in the wall is my job and like yeah. gaining the skills for that. Because I recently saw a video of my like my brother had made a staircase like he took down his patio and he just put stairs down to the ground of his backyard and I was like man I am just so jealous that he has those skills mm-hmm. and that I could have had those skills too had I spent a lot more time with my dad just like watching him as he mm-hmm. was a master crafter and that's just something that I I know that I still could do it's not yeah. like a lost thing but it's just that like it really takes a lot for me to put into it. And so I'd love this space to be able to do that. Like what, I would love to be able to fix everything in our house. I think I'm realizing something about hobbies in this conversation because like the the stereotypical pushback is if you monetize it, it's no longer a hobby. Yeah. But I think that only takes away the free time element. Um mm. because you know, like we're talking about, like if I was able to make money, but still do it leisurely, like if I was still able to do it in my time and yeah. whatever, I think there's so many times where I feel pressed to get a project done in a certain speed or in a certain way that it loses the leisureliness of, you know, if I'm if I'm playing with clay, I get to do it how I want, when I want, however right. long I want. And that's the hobby recipe. And so I think this question is, you know, if you if you could do a hobby as an occupation um, where you didn't have to worry about money, you just did this hobby. I think it's really saying, like, you don't have to produce. You just have to do. And, and money's get, taken care and of. you get money, yeah. Uh, because I think all of the things that we've talked about, like cooking and traveling and home improvement and what was your first one? Power washing. Power washing. <laughs> those are all jobs, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'd probably be willing to do all of them, not the home improvement one, if I was able to do it in my own time. Yeah. Well, I wonder if that's why like a lot of people have found success in working from home Mm. is because they don't have somebody watching over their shoulder Mm -hmm. constantly and they recognize that, okay, I have this this task list to do and I have these eight hours to do it, but I also know that I can get it done in four to six. Like it doesn't actually have to be consuming right. full eight hours. It's a, I know what I have to do and I can get it done. And like, I think that that's just why people have success with working from home. But like maybe you can enjoy your work more yeah. if it's at a more leisurely pace. So, okay. 
flip the question just a, a moment here. What is a job you would do if you could do it leisurely? Can't be any of the other jobs we've talked about as hobbies so far. <laughs> sure. Do you have an answer already? I think mine would probably be uh, writing. Hmm. I think I would probably write if it felt like I could do it leisurely, if I could have the time and space. Like, like in the movies, you always see the author as like sitting on their porch in their manicured garden yeah. that like they've never really tended to, but somehow is beautiful. <laughs> and it's always like this nice weather and they've got this huge pitcher of iced tea that you don't know who made it, but you're assuming they did somehow in the amount of time. Like there's just all this stuff like provided for them to feel comfortable and okay with their space. Yeah. Um, and I think if it was actually like that, where it was like, oh, I'm just gonna like seek out my inspiration <laughs> and I'm gonna sit with it and really like dialogue with these characters for several hours. Maybe that is what it is. And we just I don't know any actual writers. Also, my favorite author is Sanderson, and that's definitely not okay, his. Okay, yeah, well, he cranks it out. <laughs> but I'm wondering, like, if you don't have, like, a mass producer, if you don't have somebody that's, like, on your case to get your book done and have, like, all these deadlines, I bet you Okay, so that's here, the I'll experience. make a deal with you. I will write a book that way if you find some really great gig... <laughs> That allows me this space and time to be able to do that and not worry about money. <laughs> great. <laughs> I'll, bring, I'll bring home the bacon. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, let's see. Okay, so a job that I could would do if it were leisurely. I think a good one for me is it needs to be something that doesn't cause stress. Mm -hmm. And I often feel stressed when I feel rushed. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm actually thinking about a profession that I could do well, if it allowed me to do it leisurely would be event planning. Mm. I do think that I have the skills necessary to carry out big events really well, but often what gets stressful for me is the rushed timeline yeah. of doing it in very little time and I just can't handle it. And so don't sign me up to be an event planner, <laughs> but if I could do it leisurely, I'd be really good at it. <laughs> I think, it's interesting thinking about when we're recording this episode because we have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Yeah. And so free time and leisure don't feel like they happen. Uh, they happen after 7 p.m. each day. Yeah. And then but, we go to bed at 9, so we, it's two hours two a day. Hours. But then we've like expended most of our tanks. Like I feel like my most yeah. pleasurable leisure time uh, is between like 5 a.m. and 6.30 a.m. when I like get up early and get ready for the day and then just get to like sit without anybody else around. Mm -hmm. um, but like it's interesting that right now like that's those things are not very present in our lives. It would be interesting if we're podcasting together in our 80s right, <laughs> to go back and like re-record an episode and be like, oh, yeah, like our whole lives are just hobbies now and we made it. Yeah. And I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that changes as time goes on. Or as our kids start getting hobbies too. Though I know that we struggle with coming up with things to do together that are fun, I do love doing lots of things with you. Same. And I like that we both kind of have the mentality of come alongside me mm -hmm. and do these things with me mm -hmm. or at least give them a chance because mm -hmm. I think that you have pushed me in ways that I would never have pushed myself mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have pursued things like D&D, &D, mm -hmm. without your guidance and care. And I really value that because it pushes me out of my comfort zone. I gain new skills. And 
if nothing else, it just builds a different community that I wouldn't have had had it not been for you. Yeah. So I'm really grateful. Yeah, I'm grateful that you get to engage in my hobbies like <laughs> podcasting. And I'm glad that you say yes when I mm. welcome you in. You're my favorite yes man. I say no a lot <laughs> yeah, for, being a, for being your favorite yes man. <laughs> You're my great uh, 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 Trevor affirming man. Mm. You're very pro me. Pro Not Trevor. Not necessarily my ideas, but pro me. <laughs> very pro Trevor. <laughs> 